Lecture 20, Beginnings of the Canon. People in the ancient world recognized the need for religion because they knew that they themselves as mere mortals were not able to control the forces of life that could harm them. So up to this point, we've been exploring the wide diversity of early Christianity. It is out of this context of varying beliefs and practices that the canon of the New Testament emerged. Given the wide range of gospels, epistles, acts and apocalypses produced by early Christians, how is it that these 27 books and only these books came to be recognized as scripture? This is the question we will begin to address with this lecture. First, we need to consider some fundamental aspects of early Christianity. Christianity, of course, was simply one of many religions in the Roman world. In the Roman Empire, religion was prominent in society. Religion was needed, it was felt, because people knew they could not control the forces of life that could harm them. Religion was a way of getting what people needed, um, that they couldn't provide for themselves. Now, ancient religions were almost entirely polytheistic. The only exception was Judaism. As a rule, ancient religions were ways of worshipping the gods. They emphasized cultic acts such as sacrifices and prayers, but did not at all emphasize the importance of belief. Cult, in this context, meant care of the gods. What one believed about the gods was a private matter, not a necessary component of religion itself. As odd as it might seem to us, these ancient religions had no beliefs to affirm, theologies to embrace or creeds to recite. There was no such thing as heresy and orthodoxy in ancient religions. There was no ethics. Uh, ethics was a matter for philosophy, not religion. Judaism was partially an exception in that one needed to believe in only the one true God who called Israel to be his people and instructed them how to live in community and to worship him. Christianity emerged out of Judaism and was, from the outset, a religion that emphasized belief. It stressed that Jews needed to believe that Jesus was the Messiah promised from God who could save people from their sins. Early on then, Christianity was structured as a religion, not so much of a cultic act as of proper belief. Christians believed that Jesus was the sacrifice. Unlike other religions, Christianity was exclusivistic. Christians insisted that the worship of their God um, was the way you could you could not worship any other gods and this is probably one of the reasons Christianity spread as far as it did as it developed and spread Christianity refined more and more what it meant to believe in Jesus and as different opinions emerged over who Jesus was and what it meant to believe in him different theologies developed and came to be embraced and controversies emerged and creeds came into being with different Christian groups affirming different things. Each group needed its own authority for what it believed, and each claimed that its beliefs were rooted in the teachings of Jesus' own apostles and, through them, to Jesus himself. In particular, each group stressed that its authorities could be found in its own sacred writings, allegedly produced by the apostles of Jesus. The canonization of the New Testament is the end result of this set of controversies over 
apostolic authority. The Christian idea of having written authority for beliefs about God goes back to Jesus himself, because as a Jew, Jesus himself had a sacred set of authorities, the Hebrew Bible. There was not a universally accepted canon of Jewish scriptures in Jesus's day, but there was a widely agreed upon group of sacred books, especially the Torah and the Law of Moses, sometimes called the Pentateuch. So Jesus, as a Jewish rabbi, accepted the authority of these sacred scriptures and interpreted them for his um, followers. After his death, his followers continued to accept these scriptures, although some, including such groups as the Marcionites and some Gnostics, maintained that they were not really inspired by the one true God. But for their particular beliefs about Jesus and the new relationship with God that he had effected, his followers soon started turning to new authorities. The development of a distinctly Christian set of authorities was underway already during during the New Testament period itself. The words of Jesus were soon taken to be authoritative. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 14, uh, 1 Timothy 5, verse 18. So too, the writings of his own apostles soon came to be seen as authoritative. Uh, 2 Peters 3 and 16. So this movement uh, to consider apostolic writings as sacred authorities makes considerable sense. Christianity was rooted in the life and teachings of Jesus, but Jesus left no writings. His apostles then were the link back to Jesus, whether for the Ebionites, the Marcionites, the Gnostics, or the Proto-Orthodox. These apostolic links were made more plausible by the existence of written documents allegedly produced by the apostles themselves. There are four kinds of writings that should be differentiated. Genuine, anonymous, homonymous and pseudonymous books. So books that were actually written by apostles. So the writings of Paul would be included in this group. Critical scholars are not confident that any of the other books of the New Testament can be placed in this category. And even six of the 13 letters allegedly written by Paul are debated. Anonymous books that were later attributed to the apostle, example, the four gospels of the New Testament, homonymous books, that is those written by someone with the same name as an apostle, example, the book of James, or pseudonymous books, that is those forged in the name of an apostle or group of apostles, for example, Peter, the Gospel of Peter, and the Apocalypse of Peter. So all four kinds of books were in wide circulation in the early centuries of Christianity. All were claimed as having apostolic authority to settle disputes over what to believe and how to act, but only 27 of them actually were included in the canon of the New Testament. How did those books eventually acquire sacred status? Who made the decisions? When did they make them? And on what grounds? These are the questions we will consider in our next lecture. So questions for us to consider now is many Christians today find it difficult to imagine a religion that is not based on proper belief. Can you think of religions in our world of that kind? And also, if all the ancient groups of Christians maintained that they had ties back to Jesus, through the apostles, is it possible for us today to decide historically which of the groups, if any, was right in its claims?